0: Welcome to I and Her Hair Pro Podcast. Today it brings me great pleasure to have a friend of mine, Ruth Howlett. She's a salon owner and is a successful master hairstylist in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Hello, Ruth! Hello, Isabel! How are you doing? I'm really good, thanks. How about yourself? Good. For for our listener, we have to explain that Ruth and I have known each other for about 33 years, about around there, Mm -hmm. and we worked together in the salon for about 17 years. Is that correct? Uh,
1: Yeah, I think about that at least that long, if not a little bit longer. All
0: right. And we had fun together. Yes, very much so. We did to the point that you know it was uh, a little bit magical because uh, I remember there was some time where we could we developed this bond where we didn't really have to speak to each other. We we kind of look at each other and knew exactly what the other one is thinking, especially when we were dealing with difficult client. Remember that very much. So. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. So this is gonna be fun. I'm totally excited about actually asking you some some awesome question. And that brings me to my question number one. All right, you ready? Yes. Let's do this. All right. How do we know each other? Obviously we've know each other and you will answer this.
1: Well, um, I'd already been working at a salon for about four years. And um, they hired a new stylist who came in and spoke very little English and um, said she was going to start. And we were all like, okay, but she mostly speaks French. So how is this going to work? But you were very, you had come to um, Saskatchewan to learn English and you had, you would learned some and you, we helped you make um, cheat notes that you put on the inside of your, I covered that. so that you would understand what your clients were asking for.
0: Yeah, I forgot and, about that. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, and, and then
1: of course we also, you know, maybe have taught you a few other words in English that you probably should never have known. But then you did the same with us in French. And
0: uh, you were you learned English very quickly. Yeah, I remember that summer actually vividly. Um how yeah. I had to get it all together and I had to, you know, you were like
1: 17 out. years old, yeah. and you showed up, and there you were,
0: trying mm-hmm. to learn English and start a career. Yeah. So how long you have you been? Up? Yeah. Sorry. How long have you been in the industry again? Uh, 37 years. 37 years. So does it feel to you that it's been like a long time, or does it feel like it was yesterday?
1: No, it doesn't feel like a long time at all. It's actually kind of bizarre that mm-hmm. it still feels like it's um new Fairly, it's you know same in the beginning yeah yeah it hasn't changed
0: much same so that i think in my point of view i think that means that we were we choose the right career i think this was our path and that we mm-hmm. uh you know i think we. well they say once
1: you start in our business they say if you can make it past five years you're in it for life if you Quit before five years it's it's not your thing.
0: It was never meant to be. Yeah. And I think you're right about that because I remember the first five years of my career, I mm-hmm. was questioning myself. Is this the right career? Do I wanna do this? And then, you know, one year went by, two years, four years, and then all of a sudden I turned around and it was already ten. So, yep. <laughs> is, is that true? Yeah, it's that's true. true. So, did, where did you go to school? Hair school, talk to me a little um,
1: bit about to, hair school. I went to school in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, at the Artistic Beauty School. Right, um, it has a 10 month program, and um, we had I had checked out several schools in Saskatoon, uh, Winnipeg, and uh, surrounding areas, and I found Moose Jaw at actually spoke to my hairdresser at the time who was also quite young and um, he had also gone to artistic and he raved about it and I think um, his passion for it gave me you know the incentive to go down and check it out and when I went down I really liked what I saw and so I registered down there
0: do you know if they're still operating
1: I know they closed several years ago um both um, oh, the awesome. owners, um, Claudette works for um, I think it's for L'Oreal, so um, her career taken off in a different direction. She didn't want to be teaching anymore, so yeah. she went off to be a platform artist with uh, I think it was L'Oreal.
0: But shout out to them because you, you know, you stayed in the industry, and obviously they must have had uh, a part of it that you know contributed into your career and who you it mold you to who you are today right so oh, for sure
1: i learned more than hair from them i learned basically how to run a business um and what you know what to do and what not to do right yeah. and when you're in school with a bunch of different people and a bunch of um at the time it was mostly women and they were young and you know, they're all 16, 17, 18, 19, you know, they were young, so they didn't have maybe the discipline or they were just doing it
0: because they thought they could, you know, it would be an easy job for them to do. So some failed and, and some went on to be very good hairdressers. Right, exactly. So now looking at your career and your path, um, what can you say or how do you feel about your your career
1: oh i'm really happy with it i mean i think it's um gone in directions that i never thought it would exactly um you know at first when you first start out i mean you're focused on your clients and just learning to talk to your clients and just learning to um create relationship with your clients and being confident in your skill set to encourage clients to come back Um, you know and then along the way as you learn those kinds of things other opportunities present themselves
0: yeah correct because it uh, you know you're I think what it is is that when we start in the salon we just focus about the salon work but what's interesting about our career is that there's different avenue that we can take and that helps us build character and helps us build who we are. And so right. we're going to touch on that a little bit later because uh, those are surprises for our listener. But, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. But, uh, do you have uh, one recommendation that you can give to up-and-coming stylists, let's say, uh, about our industry? So, Ruth, do you have any recommendation for an up-and-coming hairstylist?
1: Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, at First, the first thing we need to think about is that we are a service industry, and we're one of the service industries that touch people, which we have to remember. And so, like, we physically touch them, uh, not only physically, but spiritually and mentally as well. So we have to remember that um communication is a huge part of our industry so that we can convey um to our uh clients um what we can do for them and we actually the other really big thing is to be able to listen we need to be able to listen really well because we need to understand exactly what our client is asking and we need to do what our client wants um and i think that's a really huge thing so we need to be 100% involved with each and every client we can't be thinking about the client that just left or the client that might be coming or you know what you might have in the fridge for lunch you have to be focused on that client because they're only there for an hour or longer or shorter and it is a it's a therapy session for them because it makes them feel good they have to walk out feeling confident and pretty and handsome and happy with the work that you have produced. And if you have not given them 100% of your time and listened properly and communicated what was going on, they could leave disgruntled. And your worst advertising is a disgruntled client, but your best advertising is a happy client.
0: Yeah. So, so what I think to piggyback to what you've said, I think what I've learned over the years is number one, Listening is essential mm-hmm. because that's what helps us to our decision-making with the client, right? Number two, right. communication is a must. And you cannot uh, ask questions that will be a yes or a no. So it has to be open questions. So you get as much information as possible from your client and With that, it will affect your decision-making and the process with your client. And it also
1: helps you develop a friendship and a a rapport with that person so that they're going to want to come back so that each time you do their hair, you learn more and more about them and learn more and more about what they want to do with their hair.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's amazing. And sometimes like I think we should do a, a podcast just on uh consultation because it's so important. Yeah. And I, I found over the years that by asking specific questions, which has I've developed a format of five questions when I'm doing a consultation. And um those questions are so beneficial for me because I'm getting you know all the information that i should be receiving that will help me determine what i want to do and my recommendation will be with the customer so uh would you would you agree
1: i agree with you on that and i think too that it also helps the hairdresser because you need to not do what you want to do on that client you need to do what that client wants and you need to you know, understand that, yes, you may have a better idea, but they may not be ready for it yet. It is so so true. you need to work through it and you need to have that conversation. And if you don't, your service is going to suffer, which means that you're not doing a very good job in the service
0: industry. It's so true because I've learned over the years that at the beginning of my career, a lot of the time I wanted to, I was hoping that my client would let me do what I wanted to do. But after years went by, I realized that clients really want us to listen and they want us to do what they want to. But having said that, we could add our professionalism uh, to it and make recommendation. And then if we could learn to work as a team with a client, that helps us develop relationship that will last forever don't you agree totally Absolutely. i totally agree
1: because you know so many clients bring in a picture you know and you have to explain that their hair isn't going to look like that because they don't have that hair right and they don't have that face yeah, exactly. but we could do something similar to that that they would enjoy that is very close to that that's going to suit them right and that's how you build your relationships and I just think it's really important that stylists listen to their clients and give them you know the best professional advice without you know you can suggest what you'd like to do and maybe put the bug in their ear and maybe five or
0: six appointments later they might say go ahead do what you want yes 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 that is so huge that is true. We could make mm. recommendation maybe at the time they don't want to listen to it, but don't worry. They go home and they think and yeah. then you know two or three appointment down the road, they come back and say, you know, do you remember what you talk about to me about yeah. you know you wanted to add some color. Da-da-da. And then you're yep. like, Ticket. Ticket for yep. money. <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: you get to do what you want, and then it's all fun and games, right? And it's, and it's just building great. that confidence between you and your clients before they allow you to do whatever. Yeah. And then after a while, they understand that you know best and that you can um, give them the best look for them. And you can take them out of their comfort zone a little bit. That's Not cool. all at once, but you know, a little bit at a time. And they become
0: lifelong clients exactly, and friends exactly and friends yes is so true and to piggyback on you remember you brought me back in the moment you said you know the client uh bring picture and i remember when we started our career i've had people bringing me videotape like vhs cassette <laughs> and they would say do you listen or do you watch you know, days of her life. And I was like, uh, no, I worked during the day. And then they would bring me cassette for me to look at, you know, certain stars and then oh my god that was hilarious and then after that it graduated we graduated to the magazine remember that the magazine yeah. and, then, yeah. and now we're on phones now the we're interest. on phones exactly we're on phones and you know like it's uh it's so interesting like the evolution of where we're at now where we come from and where we're at now really yeah like,
1: so. very much so <laughs> it's very funny yeah. makes it sound very old
0: um, <laughs> Yeah, no. know, eh? so, but we really, we're not, we're not, we're not. <laughs> we, look, yeah. we still look good, that's the thing, <laughs> that's hilarious, so now we're going to touch a little bit about competition, I'm really excited about talking about competition, because this is a world that I, uh, you know, lived in, and I was a competitor as well, and I did this for many, many years, and I'm still interested in it, and I... Uh, poke my nose into, you know, uh, this kind of stuff once in a while. So we're, let's talk about competition. So uh, what would be your best recommendation to give to someone who's thinking about participating in hair competition?
1: Well, I mean, I think, um, I think everyone should try and compete in a competition because I think it really challenges um ourselves and um challenges our skill sets and um kind of gets us out of our box of doing the same repetitive thing behind our chair or something and i think it allows you to learn things that you might not and learn and do things that you actually don't get to do in the salon at all right Right. because competitions can be anywhere from you know, regular daytime looks to avant garde looks um, to um, total, um, looks of, or uh, total looks. Yeah. And or evenings and things. And so I think it takes you, like in a salon, we do mostly just hair. But when you're in a competition, you have to put it all together. You have to do the hair, the makeup, the concept of what you want the person to look like. You have to, you know, find the right clothing to go with the hairstyle. Mm -hmm. You have to find, you know, all the pieces of the puzzle have to fit together in a competition. And if you just focus on the hair, the hair might be great. But if you don't have the rest of it, you're not going to win or you're not going to place.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Right. So I think it gives it allows you, you know, the freedom to be creative right um it allows you to get out of the box and it allows you to improve your ability and evolve as you go and competition is not for everybody because it is on a stage and people are looking at you if you're better one-on-one without all the hubbub of everything else then maybe you're more of the kind of a competition that is do it take a photo of it and send it in yes you know, and others are going to be the ones that like to have that flair and have people watch them create their look. So they're going to be the ones that are going to be on stage.
2: Right.
1: So I think it has a an opportunity to comp, for competition for all kinds of hairdressers. Yes. And I think it's important that you at least try to enter into at least one competition to kind of see how it is yes. and see how you fare.
2: I was so going to say kind of, that. You know, yeah.
1: Little feedback on your own, you um, Abilities and see where you might want to improve and might want to um, take more classes in, in an area or something.
0: Yes, I was going to say that. I think it's important that someone tries it out at least once to yeah. know and to experience it and say, okay, this is for me or this is in. It's not for me. I think it's important to have that adrenaline rush. Remember how you feel like when you're, you know, like there's a countdown and you have to put your scissors down. And and, uh, it's really important that everyone in the industry feel this kind of experience. What I think it has brought me over the years, it's helped me with um, definitely my skill. It has helped me to develop my eyes to see things that maybe I wouldn't have seen on uh, normal circumstances working in a salon. And uh, I loved also the networking with the other hairstylists, right? We don't yeah. think about that part. Is It's really important to develop friendship with other people from other salons because you don't know what kind of opportunity that could bring you later and I yeah yeah. and so what's really interesting is I think being in the world of competition I created friendship right across the country and Yeah. yeah and so which is like I still keep in touch with these people and I just I really cherish that that's part of our career that's part of who we are and how we've grown at as a stylist Right. Yeah,
1: I think it's very important to do that. And I also think too, it builds some, like when you're working in a salon and someone's competing, um, you can draw on your fellow co-workers for inspiration and for advice, and they can help coach you while you're practicing and stuff. And then they're there to cheer you on during the competition, which is always nice to have yeah you know someone there for you to support you as you are nervously trying not to cut your finger off in the middle of a cutting competition or you know because (laughs) it is nerve-wracking and you know you can look up and you can see a friendly face giving you a thumbs up or something like that you know and it's i think those are important and as you compete as we did so often you compete against the same people every time you compete because they're the same people that are entering because not every hairdresser is going to do so so you may be the only one from your salon or maybe two of you from your salon competing and you have that camaraderie on stage yet you also have that rivalry because you want to beat that other person
0: exactly
1: but it's, it's friendly but yet you know all the other competitors from other salons because they're the same people you compete against with all the time and you have to Up your game because you know what they're like and you know that how good they are that you need to try and beat so you can give yourself um like if you just say okay i need to beat this person this time and like you don't always need to be in the top three if you if you just need to improve um to do better than maybe the person that was beside you that day that you know who is a very good hairdresser that you know i gotta be able to beat that person or do do better or you know you can draw off of what the other competitors are doing
2: yeah, and their yeah.
1: energy as well it's interesting so and then your friendships as you said i mean they're incredible i mean you built them and you have them for life because as you go along yeah. you get competitors from all over depending on how often you do and in your case you went on to be a judge yeah. so you were judging all over and yeah. seeing people
0: yeah but importantly for me is that i'm a that kind of person that i um, i beat myself up so i <laughs> so i challenge myself to be better and to think differently and to just uh you know develop my skill and coming up with some design or originality or um you know and that takes a lot of research and that takes a lot of um lot of work outside of you know working in a salon let's say and you need to practice your skill too because if you you have a concept and you want you're working on this and you you want to do this concept at a hair competition you know you you just can't go up there and do it you know just uh, for the first time you got to prepare for it you got to know exactly your color you gotta you know prep work and practice and do this so it requires a lot of effort but it's so beneficial in the long run in many ways like so
1: as well as you have to learn to pick a proper model you have to pick a model that is got the right kind of hair that you want to use for that particular look that you are hoping to create you might have a person in mind but if their hair doesn't do what you want it to do you can't use that person you have to find a different person exactly. right so you have to be able to build your whole concept around the model that you choose
0: yeah exactly that's why a lot of competition now they'll do it with mannequin head in our time they used to do yeah. it with real real people a little, real people yeah real model uh, but not they don't do it as much anymore. They want to have more uh, consistency with um, with models. so that's why they're using mannequin head now. Yeah that's but very interesting. With mannequin head, what's interesting is that you lose that that real contact with the, with the hair model and you do. yeah and, and and you don't get that whole creation because it's just a head exactly you don't get the body parts yeah but what's really interesting too is how your model will sell your hair uh yes your hair fantasy or your hair cut or or whatever and with the mannequin head you don't get that and that's what no, was really really fun about having the real model selling your work after to the judges right yeah you know,
1: it was fun because they got yeah. to pose and they they had attitude and it was, it was a lot of fun yeah. but i think now if you want to use a live model i think most things are done uh in photography and then you send them off so that also gives you another whole skill set in not only that but now you're learning all about photography and lighting and what's going to make the best look and if you can get yourself a really good photographer you can really make a very simple look look totally amazing and you can win competitions um you know that way by using
0: uh, yeah
1: skilled professionals in other areas to help you along the way.
0: Yeah. Now I'm going to bring you back to memory lane. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. remember well, And I'm going to name it. Cause you know, we, uh, we used to work, Ruth and I at the hair Baron on Broadway in Saskatoon. And we were an awesome team and we, what was fun about it is a lot of us team member, we were participating in hair competition but what was fun about it it was it did feel like an individual even though we were competing each other uh, against each other um, you john me <laughs> like most of the time we <laughs> yeah. always used to compete against each other but we worked together getting the team ready and organized and remember yeah. how much fun that was oh, it was God. fun and we
1: were always ready to you know we, we were always, you know, keep going and congratulations. And we were the first ones to be excited when, if we didn't win, we, we were hoping that one of our team members
0: won. Exactly. And
1: we were excited about it and we celebrated it together.
0: Yeah, that's what I cherish, like, really yeah. in my heart. And it was a really close-knit group. Yeah. So it was fun. And what I love the most about, about this whole thing was that we motivate each other. We encouraged each other. And to do better or be Mm the best. And so that was a really fun time. Yeah. It
1: was a great time. And I think too, we also motivated each other to, um, like some of us were better at doing updo's than others. And so we were encouraging them to go into the updo competitions more so than the cutting competitions because we knew that they had something special.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, so, you know, we could help each other kind of pick and choose which competitions we should go into. Because we weren't all good at everything. I mean, no. we were good, but you know, some of us had that much more um, of a flair for something. Yeah, you know, exactly. and I think that's important to recognize in teammates so that you can put that teammate in the best position
0: to do the best that they can. Yeah, that's a, that's so true. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one of our team member became along the way. Uh, I met him i wasn't working for him but i met him in uh in my i think it, oh yeah it was my very first hair competition it was in regina i met him and then we developed a, a friendship and then eventually uh, things were not working out at the salon i was working at and then I went and I knocked on this, you know, this other friend of mine's door and I asked for a job and then I got it and then he became a great mentor for me. He taught me so much and inspired me and motivated me and that was, you know, part of my my life experience with as a hairstylist. I grew so much that those next couple years after that which is it's huge i think i reflected on, on it now and i know that that's helped me uh, so much in my career so it's yeah it's cool right so let me ask you something what do you like the most about your job
1: my clients, clients. i have to say my clients because you know it, it's like seeing a After being in the business as long as I have, I mean, they've become friends. And um, I just find that um, you get to see different people several times a day. You have different conversations. You're part of each other's lives. You're part of marriages, divorces, uh, graduations, births, uh, deaths. You're there for every uh, event, whether it's good or bad. And you can either make or break them. right Right? um you're there to give them a hug when they need one and make them feel pretty or prepare them to go to a funeral of someone they love and you know just give them that little something that makes them feel you know loved and appreciated yeah um and then when they're you know when there's great things going on in their lives, you're, you're there to, you know, put the shining crown on their head to send them down the aisle or to go and give birth to their first child or their third or their 10th or whatever. It's, um, I think that's my favorite part is the client because it's always something different every day. And it's always, um, you know, in my case now, I mean, 37 years later, I still have my very first paying client. That I ever did she is still one of my clients to this day
0: wow
1: yeah I mean we've been through so much together yeah so
0: exactly
1: you know it's, it's really amazing like I may have changed salons along the way um but she followed and she followed me because of my ability to give her what she needed yeah. Uh, no matter what she was going through. And, um, you know, I think that's the important thing. And that's the thing that I value the most out of my job yeah. are the people that I meet. And it's my clientele.
0: Yeah. So I think for me, uh, I totally agree with you. And I think for me, what's what I love the most about my job is being able to see the evolution over the years too like how yeah. i've been able to be creative with these particular clients and see their look change
1: <laughs> Take them from a, a teenager into adulthood yeah. into parenthood into grandparenthood right yeah. and you can keep them stylish and you know their best foot forward yeah. but you know they go from that awkward teenage look to you know these beautiful people yes yeah. Um, and you get to try different things and it's oh yeah. Remember that punk phase that you had, or remember, you know, all you really wanted was that really pink hair. And now look at, you've got this beautiful white hair and you've got the most incredible hairstyle and you get comments all the time and you can take it longer or shorter and have some fun with it. And I think those are the important things that we kind of forget sometimes as we start out in the business that these people are going to be there near the end of our career as well that's true right and i think that is such a unique concept because most businesses don't have that
0: yeah that's true and what i i loved about it was uh, to be be able to challenge myself to change their hair according to the season i don't know yes. if you have ever looked at it this way yeah but yeah you, know, if would, you want to be
1: lighter in the summer and a little darker in the winter right longer in the winter to keep warm if you live in you know canada and you know but maybe if you live somewhere where it's more tropical you're gonna be
0: shorter or yeah. you know something you're right totally yeah so I, I would challenge myself to exactly to change their look every at least twice a year you know of course there's some clients that are just um, traditional and they're not open to have new look but that's okay that's all right you need yeah. some of that in your You need some of or, that yeah you need Because
1: some sometimes it's hard to constantly keep changing somebody's look
0: exactly because
1: you know so you need to have some of those clients that it's like oh good you know we're, we're cutting a bob and she's brown you know, whereas the next client coming in is going to be like, okay, yeah, I'm done with this. I wore it for six weeks. Now I want something different and I want to grow this out and I want to change this color. And you're like, oh my God, (laughs) it's a whole new thing, right? So it's nice to have that balance where you can, you know, really be creative or, you know, just enjoy that person. Yeah, that's true. But it all comes back to, what well, we said in the very beginning, uh, what's one of the most important things to do, and it's service, service, service. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think that's huge. You have to give your client the best things that you can do. Um, but it's uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you it's
0: know, you know what's interesting is that about service is that some clients um, <laughs> you connect on the, a, a different level, let's say, and yeah, right. And so some clients you're gonna have these conversations where it's probably gonna be super deep. And then there's some yes. client, other clients that you're gonna have some conversation that are gonna be really light, right? And so yeah. then uh, but that's okay. Like I remember earlier on in my career, I remember thinking, oh my god, I am such a clown. I have to, you know, I have to transform myself. Like uh, during the day, three or you know three to seven times, depending on who I was, you know, working on, and then I would, you know, you change your personality. It's not the client that adjusts to you; is you that adjusts your personality to the client? Isn't yeah. that true? And
1: it's very true, and some clients will take a lot of your energy. Exactly, and you have to recoup that energy before your next client comes in, so that you can give them as much um of you as they need right and some clients will just suck that energy right out of you so you have to be aware of when your clients are coming in who they are and what they need and how that you can be the best person that you can be because you know that that person is going to suck all your energy out but you don't have a whole lot of time before your next client comes in to rebuild that energy yeah
2: that's so yeah
0: Let me bring you back to talking about energy with client and it's huge because when we're a younger hairstylist with not so much uh, of experience, sometimes clients could, you know, suck all the energy out of us. And then you go home at night and then you're physically, mentally exhausted and so what can you say about that ruth like how can a or recommendation uh can you give a younger hairstylist so they don't you know get to that point at the end of the day let's say
1: well i think sometimes it's just gonna happen and there's nothing you can do about it because it's just that kind of a day Um, But I do think that you can pull energy if you lose energy to a client because they are one of those energy-sucking clients. I think um, you can pull energy from one of the clients that comes in that is always very energetic and very, you know, you can feed off of that energy. As well as if you're in a salon with other stylists,
0: their energy
1: also you can get. But I think it's also important to make sure that you know who your clients are that are coming in that day and you can um mentally prepare for those energy sucking clients and that you have some break after them so that you can re you know rejuvenate yeah rejuvenate whether it means going outside for a five minute uh breath of fresh air or grabbing a a, you know glass of water or going to the bathroom or just sitting in the staff room and just you know just collecting your moments and collecting your thoughts and preparing for your next client.
0: Right. Yeah, it's so true. Eh? like I remember right. uh, earlier on in my career where, you know, you after a, a client, that's going through a lot of you know problem and stuff like that they bring this on to you and then you feel so exhausted and then you need that break in between just even like getting a bathroom break or you know like you said just going outside and get a little bit of fresh air so you just can focus again and get your your thoughts and and going back to work because it's important like I was talking earlier on about being a clown and and like I said you know it's it's uh, the client um, doesn't adjust to you. They You adjust yourself to the client. And then you have That's to right. constantly switch your personality in some way. So yeah, you exactly. know, some of them requires more quietness and then other people re- requires you to be more upbeat with them and then you just need to, you know, it's like a roller coaster during the day, isn't it? It is, it is. And then
1: you gotta be able to go home and fit into whatever's going on at your house. Yeah. So if you have little kids, I mean they're they have they're full of energy and they're running well, they're around or they could be having a meltdown. Yeah right? Yeah. And so you have to be able to come home with enough energy to deal with that. If your kids are older or you have no kids and just a spouse or just a pet, yeah. you know, you have different forms of, you know, energy levels, right? So right. often, um, you know, it's... I think it's important. It's important. So at the end of the day, I think it's important to take, you know, 15, 20 minutes and... You know, take the time and and slowly clean your station and decompress.
2: Yeah. Because
1: when you leave the salon, you need to be able to have some sort of rapport with the people at the grocery store or in your own house. So you need to take that twenty minutes and decompress and leave work at work and come home. And when you go to work you gotta leave home at home and do work. Yeah. You gotta be able to separate.
0: And you learn that as you go along. You Remember one salon we work at, the owner had said to us, whatever goes on at home, when you come to work, you leave it at the door. As soon as you walk in here, remember that? As soon as you walk in here, it's a different day. Exactly. And you have to, you know, put your your uh hairdressing face on right yeah you gotta put your best foot forward yeah it still is in my head i mean my head too
1: as as a young stylist i think you're gonna work in one or two different salons for sure maybe more because that's what hairdressers tend to do but i think you will learn different things from each salon right uh, that you work in yeah right and i mean as i did when i worked in the salons i worked in i i learned how to run a salon and how not to run a salon certain things that you can do and certain things you can't do and some rules that are way too ruly but you could maybe ease up on them in some ways um you know you see different ways to treat people or how a flow works in a salon and what would work better and what would work you know I mean i've worked in salons where there the rules were pretty standard and they were to be followed and not deviated and i've worked in others right. where there were no rules mm-hmm. as such right so i think if you can i mean and we were in both those salons together and i think we combined those to create our own salons exactly because i think there's a lot of good in each of those
0: salons exactly
1: i just think that they needed to be put together so that you have that nice flow right
0: yeah and that
1: creates a good energy in any salon because you're able to um you know if you have too many rules the energy in that salon isn't going to be great but if you have no rules the energy is all over the place yeah
0: yeah it's it's true like if there's too many rules or it's too stiff sometimes what it is is that you lose the um the the friendship like or you lose the you know like uh camaraderie camaraderie and having fun (coughs) as a team right yeah because and if, if you have no rules, then then sometimes it's like it's important to have rules everywhere. There's yep. rules and regulation, and you gotta adapt and you gotta go about it. And so You're you right. pick what's good for you, and then you leave what's not good for you. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I've learned over the years that one thing uh, it's important as a junior stylist, you need to control your your energy and. You, whatever information your client is giving you during the day, it goes on, it goes in one ear and it has to come out the other. Because if it doesn't, it will haunt you at night when you go home, right? Yep, and, exactly. Yeah, and it will keep you up all night because you will be yep. thinking about it constantly. So if you could learn to just let go and leave whatever they have told you which sometimes it can be quite traumatic like it I, can be
1: very much so Yeah, I've had clients. i have had. mean one simple question as if you're you know in your conversation saying so what's new with you today and they blurt something out that you're not expecting yeah. can be very traumatic not only for them but for for you but it could have just happened like i've had clients tell me life-altering uh situations from that one simple question where you were expecting you know hey i've got a new job or hey i bought a new car or ah, not much is new you know we're same old same old and all of a sudden you end up with a life-altering something that happened and you're like wow i wish i hadn't asked that question you yes. know but now you have to deal with it but then you got to put it aside and move on for the rest of your day and you can't really dwell on it because it can eat you away
0: i i had uh, a customer one time that shared something very traumatic and uh with me to the point that i was like should i go to the police and share that information with the police like because it was out of this world i i told Um, this information to my husband and my husband looked at me and said to me, yeah, maybe you should go to the police with this kind of information. So it was like, uh, it it haunted me for days. And then uh, I just learned to, you know, forget about it or brush it off. And then uh, that's what my, I want to really emphasize on for the juniors uh hairstylists especially when you're not used to receive this kind of information and then you're like what do I do with this right like, yeah what's the protocol yeah and so um another trick too it would be maybe to write it down and then burn the paper or you know whatever or feeling something. yeah you need to let yeah. it go you need to sometimes to just like clear your subconscious uh, mind light a soothing candle
1: or put some incense on or something Something. that's just something calming
0: yeah develop a routine after work that you're going to do like even when you mentioned just cleaning your station take the time you know breathe whatever it is that will help you you know make your mind at peace and your heart as well so yeah right totally perfect so let me ask you this other question um i think we kind of touched on it a little bit but maybe you could provide some more information what do you dislike about your job
1: <laughs> I, you know there's not a whole lot that i don't like about my job um, and you know people have asked me that before and i really have a hard time and finding something because honestly i love my job i mean there's really nothing better than going to work and talking all day and seeing new people and you have a different conversation every 45 minutes yeah and you're creating something different all the time so what's not to like i mean really if there was something you didn't like it would be um i don't know uh Maybe, you know, I I don't know, maybe it's um, you never get a long weekend because you're always working Saturdays um, unless you choose to take them off or something like that. I mean, maybe that's one of the pet peeves, I guess. But as you work long enough, you you create your own long weekends and you take those Saturdays off. Right. So I can't say I really have anything I truly hate about my job.
0: That's awesome. Then that kind of proves to me that you've been in, you know, you've chosen the right career yeah totally absolutely oh good so are there any tasks you'd like to do more like if, for example is there certain things that you um like to do more in a salon for example do you like cutting more or do you like to do coloring more like is there something that really um you wish that you would do more of it
1: um, I think I actually do already. I mean, um, I love doing cuts and colors because I think often when you do just a haircut, you know it could just look that much better if the right color was added to it. So I like doing the combinations so you can create that total look.
0: Yeah, I often um, wonder, like if you're just a colorist, like um, to be able to, you match it up, like you're right, like between the cut and the color, if you're doing one or the other like how is it like that to to me it would feel like something is missing yeah right? yeah but right. to be you to, didn't get to create the whole look exactly exactly you always have
1: to color on somebody else's haircut
0: exactly right so maybe maybe um let's say i will use a colorist as an example maybe the colorist is, is their way of thinking is that Um, they want to, if somebody else is doing the cut, maybe they were thinking is, okay, maybe I'm going to work thinking like, how can I make that haircut look its best, right? Maybe that's the way of thinking. But for me, it's always been about how can I blend both and create something awesome, right?
1: Yeah, like I like to do that. That's my favorite thing to do in the salon. I mean, I don't a lot of the other chemical services I don't really care for because I don't find them to be as life-changing for people. Um, I mean, I'm sure straightening can be for some curly-haired clients, but I do think um, sometimes as a hairdresser, we need to encourage our clients to embrace what they have and to bring out the best of what they have instead of always trying to create something that they don't have. And I think it's also in the fact that um you want them to walk out the door with the shiniest most uh healthy hair that they possibly can so that it actually you know looks good on them instead of something that's been over processed and over straightened and dry right fine have a good day um so yeah it's uh it's um one of those um things that we have that I think it's important to uh, uh create for our clients is the best possible the hair yeah the, the design. design and so when your clients are always coming in and saying oh you know I want to have my hair straightened it's and I get that there's a lot of people that like to have that you know blowout and that straightener and things like that and I think sometimes yeah. there comes a point in time where you finally have to tell that client you can't do it anymore because their hair just cannot handle it anymore they yeah, need yeah, to exactly really look after it because not everybody is going to take your recommendation and do their deep conditioners on a regular basis right like they may spend the money on their straightener and their chemical service but they may not spend it on the proper products to keep it in
0: good shape yeah that's right Right? yeah you see that often. so that's why i love
1: a cut and color because the hair is always in better shape than than any other chemical service
0: yeah well in some way you you have control of your own design right you have yes. your control so you you will know exactly how the hair will feel you'll know exactly that if you do this procedure then uh, it may alterate the integrity of the hair and then you know so you may go a different route Right, right.
1: So, and everything grows out, right? And some things, if you're doing different things, you know, all of a sudden that hairstyle is not going to work anymore because those curls came back and now it's no longer straight or, you know, but with color, you're just getting roots yeah so it's very easy to touch up roots and not touch the rest of the hair or
0: should we say regrowth right regrowth (laughs) yes
1: when you get that regrowth you know
0: you get to touch up that regrowth and you don't actually
1: have to touch up the rest of the color if it's still in great shape you might want to refresh the ends but you can do that with you know a more um carrying products such as a gloss or you know a demi or something you don't have to go through with the exact same you know as long as you can retouch regularly and and keep their hair in great shape and as long as they follow the hair care afterwards is the important thing as well
0: yeah totally so now we're going to touch a little bit about uh when you used to do uh platform platform work so yeah, yeah. you worked for many years. You worked with uh, Rusk Haircare, and I did. so if you could talk to us a little bit about what did you used to do, what kind of work did you used to do with them? Um,
1: well, when I started with Rusk, um, I would uh, just kind of do. Um, I took uh, I took classes. I went actually. I started by taking some cutting classes and some product knowledge classes. Um, with the company. And then when they came to our town, we um, worked as volunteers behind the scenes in uh, early morning um, model preparation. We would be there and we would be mixing colors for our colors to apply. We would be shampooing the models. We would be um, getting coffees and lunches and we would we would just be the gophers. Right? And then we'd be be prepping and we would be the people that, you know, did all the uh, undesirable jobs that nobody really wanted to do. And then, you know, as we progressed, we moved into being that colorist and saying, okay, this is what we want to do. And then you'd be the one applying the color and timing it and taking it off and bringing them back. And then they'd be ready to go on stage for your, uh, master platform artists artists to do the haircut on stage or, yeah. you know, and they would talk about the color and things like that. And then other times you'd be the person on stage, um, you know okay. as you're working your way through you you learn to be on stage by standing there with the color bowl and applying the color on stage yeah and, really? and when they asked you a question you would answer it. and then eventually um you know uh eventually when we
0: did travel um we would go and we would be on stage um in smaller towns like we yeah. wouldn't do the really big shows we did the smaller towns
1: and we would do um
0: you traveled though, you know, like you went to yeah big, i traveled um shows, when i did right? travel i did
1: most of my stuff was probably behind the scenes in the big big shows right but like i went don't. to new york right yeah okay. when i went to new york and when i went to um uh california and, uh, and you know um yeah i did las vegas as well uh did a little bit of stage work on there but a lot of it is done behind the scenes yeah for sure um yeah you know and when you are on stage in some of those bigger shows i mean you literally just hand them bobby pins or plug in something or you know but when you're doing smaller shows like when we would do them here in town um we would be the platform artists and we would be you know explaining the cut that we're doing and then go through and do our haircut and then explain the products that we're using and why we're using them
0: i remember the the beauty about when you worked uh, for the for rusk or the hair care company is you when you did all this training you came back you were so motivated you yes you, the motivation is amazing you I had learned uh you know various technique of hair cutting with different scissors and things like that and you know you they had a culture as well right like a you know the way yeah, it, each companies have their culture the way they do things and you came back and you were just energized like it helped you i think in the salon to just um kind of give you a different way of thinking of, of things well it did
1: and it gave you a it gives you a confidence right it gives you a confidence to be able to speak in public One, because you're in front of people and in front of your own peers, because I did a lot of traveling in Saskatchewan into smaller towns, into smaller salons, teaching cutting classes and teaching product knowledge classes. So when I got behind my own chair or coming back to the salon, um, I had the confidence not only to tell my clients about products, um, and explain why they needed a pr- uh, a product and how to do their hair because you have to teach them how to finish their hair. Yeah. But also, I had so I took a lot of education on cutting classes, and that makes a big difference because yeah. you learn different cutting techniques, so you can use them to create looks when you actually get back to your own salon, and you can impart them in with the people you work with.
2: Yeah, I. And I, I, think I getting love that you.
1: energy from all those places and seeing all these great things is a really awesome i mean it's the best it's one of the best experiences of being a hairdresser of being involved with some of that stuff because i learned so much right more so probably being in a back room than I ever did if you were ever on stage, only because you see the processes of how they get the model from point A to point B, and then you see how they create the cut and then you see them afterwards and you go, Wow, that's amazing. I can
0: totally do that in the salon. Yeah. I, I remember when I look I worked at uh, with companies, I loved going to for the training and yeah. finding out the the newest trend and I loved um, finding about the new products as well, because you would always have heads up on you know the products that were what was coming, coming next. Yeah, what's coming in next? To I remember my very first job uh, with Clara Professional, they sent me a whole pack of uh, of stuff where I tested product, and it was so, yeah. so fun. Oh my god, I didn't have. Uh, the name of the product i would have a white bottle with just uh let's say liquid uh liquid hair conditioner or whatever so then it would tell me exactly what it did and then i would test it in the salon on my client and then i would have to fill out a survey and send it back and i remember feeling so proud about uh, you know about being part of that creation of like the team right just uh, testing things, yeah and then having to give my point of view and then and then sending it back and thinking wow like this is cool i was part of a, a project and you know so it's, really,
1: it's pretty exciting yeah and i think too to, to add on to that i think too um when we went into all this training and and stuff not only did we broaden our own educational um portfolios we learned a lot but we also met people from across the world and that worked with the same company that you know whether you were you know the you were in charge of education across a territory or if you were just um you know lower on the totem pole they didn't treat you any different No,
0: you know you were always
1: part of the team and you had you know the the, uh, when I worked for Rusk, there was a group of us that all kind of started at the same time and, you know, some were from Calgary, some were from Edmonton, some were from Saskatoon, but then we also had people from San Francisco and a couple from New York and some from San Diego and we would all come together in, yeah. in different parts and learn together and we would pull experiences you know they tell stories of what's going on in their salon and how a product works in their environment because some environments are going to be more um, warm and moist and others are going to be cold and dry right so it was kind of fun to see how certain things worked better in certain climates or how they would adapt it to work into their particular client client uh, climate And I think, um, you know, those are the things that are pretty cool about working for a company. I think it can really broaden your horizon and give you a really good um, educational base because they train you.
0: I mean, it may cost
1: you to go. I mean, they don't always pay for you to fly out to, to the training, but I highly recommend any junior stylist to do something like that for a year or two, at least, because the, the, the value of the education that you get is so much better it's so much so better. much better and it's important to always get more education
0: and beneficial for you totally it helps you grow it molds you to oh, totally who you are exactly yeah yeah how long totally. did you work with, uh, for the company
1: um i worked about six years for us mm-hmm.
0: yeah and uh, how can you stop
1: I wanted to start a family and I didn't want to be away. So I wanted to be behind my chair uh, because when you work for a company, you will work in your salon probably, you know, Tuesday to Thursday. And then you travel Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you come home Monday and you work again on Tuesday. So there's not a whole lot of downtime. So I've done it for six years. I traveled, I've learned lots, I've met a lot of people and I loved it. But we wanted to start a family, and so I wanted to make sure that I had a strong clientele at home, that I could be behind the chair, and I wanted to raise my own child.
0: Yes, for sure. I, same for me. That's, uh, I, yeah. I cherish all these years of you know platform work, and, and uh, it's it was so, so much fun.
1: It, but, it was great. Yeah, but like, we had that time to go and travel, and it we didn't have the commitments at home. And once you decide to have a family, then your commitments change, right? Yeah.
2: And that's
1: I think okay. it's important for all of us to understand that it's okay to, you know, change your career because, I mean, some people are meant to be the platform artist for the rest of their life, and that's what they do, but they yeah. will never have that family because they're never home to have one they may not even have a proper relationship because they're never home right yeah so
0: you're right like it's okay to change the path a little bit and who knows like you know you could always uh somebody can always get back to it down the road but it's important like family comes first right Uh, just totally totally family will always be there for you exactly so So. now we'll talk a little bit about uh owning your salon because you how did you make the decision about wanting to be like a salon owner or what made you think about becoming a salon owner well
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's quite a funny little story actually um well you did i actually, did you did it actually oh i um, just think i did Yeah, you did because um at that time you and I were working together and our kids were the same age and um we had started working together when they were, you know, six months old kind of thing. Um and you had owned the salon and I worked for you for several years before um you and your husband had wanted to um move um out of the
0: province.
1: I was getting a promotion. He was getting a promotion, so you were going to be moving and I was gonna have to find a new place to work, but you know what better way to do it than to buy buy you out and and start owning the salon on my own.
0: Right.
1: And um, so I did. I, we, we came to that conclusion. We worked it out, and um, then you worked for me for a couple of years before you left.
2: Yeah,
1: and, awesome. yeah, You know, it's history after that. So it's all your fault, really, that I own a salon. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious I didn't think so I thought maybe you just want well I I know I didn't contribute it in a little bit but I didn't think that it was like uh, you know totally because of me. I thought it, no, was, not, it was really because of you. <laughs>